0: Welcome to Rama for Today. I remember him taking a text, but I was sitting there on the platform having an argument with God because the Lord told me, give him $10. Well, I said, Lord, I can't afford to give him $10 because I won't have but a dollar or two left. See, my income was about, you know, about $12.50, well, less than that a week. And I said, I won't have anything left. I can't afford to do it. Now, don't sound big now, doesn't sound big now, but you understand it's just standard policy then somebody you know to buy that away and just preach one sermon, you gave them a $5 offering.
1: Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. This week we went into the archives and found Kenneth e. Hagan's new series, The Spirit of Seeing and Knowing. This will be a great month of teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message.
0: Praise God. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Glory to His holy name forever. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, the Word of God said in the 8th chapter of Romans, there's two important verses, the 14th verse and the 16th verse. Now, one of these verses said, The Spirit itself, a better translation would be himself, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. And then the other verse said, For as many as are led. Everybody say led. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Thank God we can be led by the Spirit of God. Now everyone knows, you know, they'd be glad if God used them in some great supernatural, spectacular supernatural way. Maybe to raise up someone that was sick or someone from a deathbed or whatever. You know, if God told me to do it, I'll do it. But if we can't obey God in small things, we'll not be able to obey God in larger things. I know a number of years ago, actually back in the 1940s, I was pastor of a small church. And uh, there was a family of my church their son-in-law was a minister. Now, he didn't live in our town and my church wasn't at that time his home church. But he was visiting, he was an evangelist, and he was visiting his wife's folks and he is there in church. I didn't have him to preach. We had special programs at Christmas time. But the Lord said to me, actually I said in the 40s it was 1940. And in 1940 we're still, you know, in the late days of the Depression. And the Lord said to me to give him $12.50. Well I said, Lord I can't afford that. That's, you see my salary for uh, years that I was there, averaged $45.15. So that's more than a week's salary. I, I I said, it's Christmas time. And I haven't even bought any present yet for my wife. I, I can't afford to give him $12.50. Well, the Lord said to me, he doesn't have any money. He's an evangelist and he's home with no meetings and no money. And he has several children. Now we just we just had one at that time. And I want you to give him that. So I finally did. I mean, it's all I had. I didn't have anything left. I guess if I'd had $15, the Lord told me to give him 15 But he knew 12 and a half was all I had. So I gave it to him. I gave it to him. I heard later on his mother-in-law say to someone in my church, you know, I happened to overhear her say, you know, my son-in-law was off at Christmas time, no meetings in the van and no money, nothing to eat. And somebody gave him $12 and a half and they had a good Christmas. Now that don't sound like you could today, but you understand that is a week's salary in those days. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, on another occasion, I was shaking hands. I was standing outside the front church door. Just happened to be standing there talking to someone. We were right on the highway in a Greyhound bus came up and stopped right in front of the church and a, a young man got off with a suitcase in his hand and I recognized him as a young minister now I'd never officially really, really met him I'd seen him at conventions and knew who he was and so I went to meet him and shook hands with him and uh, he said well I thought maybe you might be having church and I asked the bus driver about it and he said, well, i go right by there. It's right on the highway, so I'll just stop and let you off there. Ordinarily, they wouldn't do that. And so I said, well, Ben, is here. why don't you preach for me tonight? And he said, well, all right, but let me go the Parsons next door. Let me go freshen up a little bit and put on a fresh shirt. I said, go ahead. We'll be singing, worshiping God. Now, while he's a preaching, in fact, I don't know to this day what he ever preached. <laughs> I remember him taking a text. But I was sitting there on the platform having an argument with God because the Lord told me, give him $10. Well, I said, Lord, I can't afford to give him $10 because I won't have but a dollar or two left. See, my income was about, you know, about $12.50, well, less than that a week. And I said, I won't have anything left. I can't afford to do it. Now, don't sound big now. Doesn't sound big now. But you understand, it's just standard policy. Then somebody, you know, to buy that away and just preach one sermon. You gave them a $5 offering. Now, I know that don't sound big now, but that's a half a week's pay then. I mean, there are men standing around on the streets that would, would work if they could get it for a dollar a day. I, that's just $5 a week Monday through Friday. And, and I don't mean work eight hours. I mean sun up to sun down. I know when I first started preaching. As a young Baptist boy preacher and pastor out in the country, the little country church, I worked for a nursery, a good Baptist deacon, uh, through the wintertime. Actually, we had, uh, we had uh, put all this stuff all the nursery stuff, and then we started deliver them in the wintertime. But anyway, I got a dollar a day. We did not work eight hours. We worked from sunup to sundown. Actually, I first started working for him pulling peach trees. Now they had a peach tree puller. You see, he'd planted them out in fields, and then, then folks ordered them, and we delivered them. And two, it took two of us because they're two-year-old peach tree. It took two of us to pull up a tree. And we worked from sun up. I mean, we met. They picked us up in front of the post office before the sun came out. When the sun started up, we were out there in the field. Well, I had just been raised up from a deathbed only weighed 138 pounds. And some of these folks said, I don't see how you make it. Well, I said, the Lord's my strength. i just just Baptist, but I testified for the Lord. The Lord's the strength of my life, my portion forever. Amen. One old boy weighed, he's a big fella, weighed uh, Albert Lewis, weighed 250 pounds. Because day after day, different ones of them would fall out. I mean, they just, they just couldn't make it. And so he said, I'll tell you one thing, when this old 250 pounds gone, everybody will be gone. I said to him, God's bigger than 250 pounds. (laughs) Two days afterwards, he fell out. I'm still there. When it was all over, I'm the only one that's left. Everybody else is gone. And to show you I must have done my job, the man hired me permanently. Hallelujah. Dollar a day, dollar a day. Glad to get it. Dollar a day. So I said that to show you, that, to get you a picture of it, you see. We, we would, that, that $5 offering is a pretty good offering. That's a week's offering, you know. You know what I mean? Week's paid. I said, uh, you know, so that's what we ought to do. I'll just give him the $5, you know. No, the Lord said, give him 10 Lord, I said, I can't afford to give him $10. do not you know that? I don't know this day anything he preached because I argued the whole thing with the Lord. Finally, he said, You know why he got off here? He said he just had enough money to get here on the bus. That's the reason he got off here. His wife and two children, the Lord said to me, are at uh, her folks, his father-in-law, down in East Texas, and he's going down there. Uh, and uh, then he's going to preach next Sunday at Emory, and he'll be the pastor there, so I want you to help him get there. Give him $10.
1: Welcome to Rema for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
2: We have yes. some things that will help you right. uh, to understand what you have in Christ. Well, we got we got Dad's uh, two CDs in Him, mm-hmm. learning more about who you are in Christ. Uh, this was one of Dad's favorite subjects: was yes. Redemptive Realities, it which was. has become mine because. The reason it the reason is, and I've talked I talked to him about it before he went on with the Lord, is that when people find out who they are in Christ and what they have yes. in him, it changes everything. That's right. It changes everything. And that's why I'm so insistent that people learn who they are in Christ. Yeah, and you know, I, I find this is what I do. When the enemy comes and tries to just bombard me with thoughts that are not, you know, good thoughts, um, I scream at him. Yes. And I scream at him, the Word of God, and right. what we have in Christ. Yes, right. And it's so important that, that you do that, yes. you know? And it's okay to scream at the devil. Yeah, and that's that. there's two CDs, but then... My little slimline book, Because of Jesus. This is a message that when, you know, I was an evangelist until 1985 when God told me to start the church. Yes. And this is one of my favorite messages to preach in evangelistic crusades because of Jesus. And they took and put it in a little booklet. And I want you to have it because it is good. Even if I say so, it's good. (laughs) I love to hear that message of course I love to hear all of your messages oh, thank you. that's thank why you. I married you you yeah. know because I love to hear you preach Thank you <laughs> and your book also speaks to your mountain yes that's so important yeah this was actually this is a a book that uh, we I, actually it's it's several of my messages yes. talking about. Speaking to the problems in your you life, I just call them mountains because he said he said to say to the mountain mm-hmm. Jesus did there in mark eleven twenty three yes and so uh, maybe not a literal mountain of a mountain of finances, a mountain of healing, a yes. mountain uh, of disease, a mountain, a lot of things, and that's what this book is all about and i i uh, I particularly uh, wanted to do these teachings because So many people don't understand how... To speak to their to situation, the situations in they'll their life. pray about it, and that's good. We need uh-huh. prayer, but Jesus said, "Speak, speak to the to mountain." It. That's right. Speak to the mountain. Yes, yes. And believe in your heart, and not confess it with your mouth. That's why you it. speak it. That's why you speak it. That's so, right. Hey, all of these, and, and I, I think this is one of the best packages that we put together yes. in some time now. But for a gift of twenty-seven dollars or more, you get all three of these, and listen. You want you want to get these, especially this little book, because of Jesus. I yes. mean, it's a, and then Dad, oh, the talking in about in Him, that's one of his. That, that's that, well, there's what can I say? I don't I, I don't have words in articulate <laughs> speech to to even describe what I'm thinking.
1: Call toll free one eight 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 faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 faith ninety nine. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, The Spirit of Seeing and Knowing. That's tomorrow on REMA for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.